Hi, and thanks for joining us for another episode of Enlightened Conversations. Each week, we invite guests to share their views on the world, work, and their personal lives in an enlightened way. Our hosts have been chosen especially to role model just how we do an enlightened conversation. This episode of Enlightened Conversations is hosted and produced by Michelle Lightworker and sponsored by the Lightworker Foundation. Hi everyone, it's Michelle Lightworker and thank you so much for joining me for another enlightening conversation because we are all about making sure that our beautiful planet and beyond awakens. And I'm so excited today because I have a fellow lightworker who's joining me. Denton Ramsey is 37 years old. And is it 37 years old today, Denton? Just double checking. I'm 38 now. (laughs) Happy birthday today, by the way. Um, And uh, I'll I'll begin that again. Denton Ramsey, 38 year old lightworker who recently led Um, was led to start a podcast of his own uh, and a website called Channeling Changes, The Power of Positivity. And if you're looking for the show, we'll let you know where it is later on in the program. But we are just so excited to have you join us and on your special day, Denton. Yes, ma'am. Hey, I cannot think of a better way to spend it than to be here with you guys and talking about what I love so much. I know. And I just felt like a real kindred spirit. Um, Look, you've started this show to promote the power of positivity and to help people to awaken. And it's so up my alley. Like, you know, I'm in service to the planet. I'm in service to helping people to awaken as well. And I just felt such a resonance with you straight off the bat. So, yeah, it's really awesome to to know you better. I mean, you're over in Texas. I I know, yes, ma'am. And hey, I love being down here and doing. Sometimes we're right in the middle of the fight here because Texas can be pretty close-minded about stuff, especially when we're talking about things like this. But it's 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 interesting, and I love it. I love it. I want to trade it for anything in the world. Yeah, I know. It's one of those things. It's like you can't not do it. Hey, it's like when you get to the point. Yeah. Right. no is not an option. I tell friends of mine all the time. I was like, I don't think y'all understand how this works. Like when I'm called to do something, I, I have to do it. There is no question about it. So it's, it's, it's very I enjoyable. Totally, yeah, I totally relate. And like every little step of the journey too, like just turning up to, you know, doing a podcast. I mean, you know, um, I, I, I haven't had anything much to do with putting TV programs together and podcasts and things like that. So when I was called to do my thing, spirit basically said don't worry we'll help you along the way don't worry if it looks a bit like you know not organized or whatever it looks (laughs) in the beginning what you just need to do is just to turn up and allow it to grow allow it to become what it's meant to be but if you don't turn up like even in those initial imperfect raw stages you don't you don't you stay in the fear hey you don't allow it to grow Right, right. And fear doesn't exist. I mean, it's just a made up word. And we, we know that we know it's a feeling that we, we were programmed to believe that we are supposed to feel. And it's, it's, it's amazing when you're on this path. It's just there. It's hard to even put into words how incredible it absolutely is. And I had a little bit of um, experience with podcasting because I started a show called Can of Truths about five years ago that was talking about ending the war on drugs and just getting involved in that matter because it's something I've always been passionate about as well. Oh, wow. See, I, 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 I try not to do, I know a lot of, I probably go against all the grain of interviewing. I think they train you to research a subject. They train you to not give your opinion. They, you know, I'm just not that person at all. This is about equality, but it's also about curiosity because yes. often, yeah, this program for me, because I'm, I'm, I'm very uh, open-minded but also I believe in that resonance factor, you know, that you, you attract who you resonate with. So when it comes to people that are on the show, often I'm, I'm, I'm often I'll, I'll get led to what I need to see about them, if you know what I mean. But then I, the rest I, I don't know, let me dig. Yeah? I know, I, I know 100% what you're saying. And I, I tell people, friends of mine all the time, they're a little bit more open-minded. I tell them, I'm, I feel that I'm led sometimes to write some of these columns and some of these articles. And it's like their spirit spoken words. It's 
um, I, I'm being spoken through and it's really amazing. I've been a journalist for years, but the words have never flowed this easily and just come to me so clearly. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. That's cool. I'm so glad you've been a journalist because you're probably someone who I can actually say this kind of stuff to and you go, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it is, it's different, isn't it? Like it, when you, yeah, like when you sent the article to me for the Lightworker Advocate magazine and I read it, mm -hmm. that was when I was like, okay, there, yeah, definitely. There's, there's definitely spirit speaking through you. Right. And, Honestly, when I re receive those kind of articles from contributors, I can tell. Like, I can really I, tell. Wow, this person's got spirit flowing through them. How awesome is that? Yay, I'd really like to get to know them more. Let's share space together. That's what happens to me. Yes. And now I completely feel you. I mean, there's still to this day, there's articles I read online dealing with light workers, And there's some that are good, but I can just tell it's not all, not all there. And then there's others I read, like you said, and you can just tell it's like, oh my gosh, it gives me goosebumps. It's like, this is amazing. I could have written this. And um, well, that's exactly <laughs> what I, that I had that very thought. Um, <laughs> yes, because my graphic artist sent me the final um, put together of the magazines and I go through and I was like, oh, oh my God, you know what? I, I could have written that. Like that seriously is speaking what speaks through me. Right. I, totally get that. I feel there's an intelligence in that. And what I mean by that is, is that people who hear what we're speaking about in the language that spirit's speaking through us, read the articles that we're writing or the books that we're writing, you know, looking at us, you know, through the, the mm -hmm. lens, they can see they can see the truth like coming oozing out of you and right. if they don't want to see it like or resonate with it or don't resonate with it then they will be repelled because right. they're not ready that's cool that's cool um I, i'm not i'm not in judgment of people's stage of enlightenment at all i know that look hey i can't be i mean i right. i know i've right. been at the depth depression i've been in, i've had panic attacks in my history i've been i've had an eating disorder and i've been dependent on addictions food addictions and things like that me too i mean i can spend it's, it's interesting too because i feel like again I, and i've read this somewhere too and it's probably accurate but it feels like a lot of us that are light workers went through a lot more hardships and it might just be because we're more vocal about it we don't necessarily keep those skeletons in the closet like others do but it's interesting to see that because I feel like that's what makes us grow. That's what, what teaches us to be the people that we are today. And I tell my mom and others that I don't, I don't have any regrets in my life. I feel like everything happened for a reason. And I feel like everything has happened to lead me to where I am today. And so that's, that's just how I view life. It's, it's, it took a while, as you know, I mean, loving and letting go is the, the two basic premises that I hit on. I love that. Loving and letting go. I was just, I, it's like we're recording on the 11th of the 11th, which is Remembrance Day in Australia, which, you know, is remembering. And I actually just wrote, um, it's Remembrance Day today. Um, remember the most important thing of all, love each other. And nice. I just wrote that, just wrote that before. I, I totally re resonate with that because mm -hmm. when we are able to actually step into that, um, we, we just, we connect, we connect with everybody on right. some level. It doesn't matter, you know, where, where, what stage they are. Mm -hmm. The other thing I think we do is that we have the ability to look inside where someone's struggle is yep. and really hold the light for them and yep. hold, I guess, hold the light as in the potential, like we can see it without that compulsion as light workers, because a lot of us have a, a bit of a compulsion to fix things. But when we hit that love vibration completely, we get that they, their main source, their main spiritual connection is not with us. It's with love in themselves is with the love uh, of their own spiritual connection. And we're able to not being that anxiety of, Oh, they, they if only they saw this or if only they would change, then they would be okay. We're able to see them as whole, and yes. complete now at the pace? Uh, no, I completely, I mean, you took the words right out of my mouth again. Um, that's, that's absolutely how I feel. I mean, there are so many coworkers and friends of mine that definitely have been able to tell a difference, as you, as you know. I mean, when, when you start walking in that light, people notice that. And one of my favorite things to do is to selflessly help others. I mean, selfishly, it brings me such joy 
that um, I, I just absolutely love it. And I love to be a calming force there. I mean, I work over at Starbucks, so it's just little things. You know, people stress out over stuff like coffee. And so I tell them, you know, hey, let me, let me help you out here. Let me, let me get on hot bar. Let me get on cold bar. Let me refill your, your cups or whatever the case might be. I just, it's interesting too, though, you said that you can see through them and you can see what their core issues are. And sometimes that can be difficult, I feel like, for us as light workers because we take on so much of that and it can be very emotional. It can be emotional. Yeah, I think so. Um, and because we love people so much, we, we love their light and we want it to shine. And right. it can be a little bit frustrating at times, but mm-hmm. I think that's our job as light workers. You know, that's where we step in that letting go process more, you know, that trust in yes. spirit, mm-hmm. you know, the community. I think, you know, when we're challenged, like we have the wobbles, you know, right. um, I think that that's when we strengthen our faith the most. And um, so the wobble isn't a bad thing. It's just right. cool. Okay, time for me to exercise my faith muscle more, surrender more today, you know, on that. Yes, <laughs> yes that's, that's absolutely true. And I, I feel you there. I mean, there's some days I have to recenter more and refocus more. But overall, I mean, just since waking up, it's been, it's been amazing. And I have friends of mine that were guides so to say along the way and they've been awakened for some of them up to 10 15 years and i told them thank you so much for sticking by my side i know i was so stubborn at times and selfish and we we, we're all that way we're programmed that way so it's hard to uh reprogram it to being nothing more than just love 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 yeah absolutely and so um you're obviously very passionate about the power of positivity um so yeah, I, I am too. I, 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 I guess I never see a situation as broken or ne- in need of being fixed more. I, I'm more going, curiosity is on board right now. I'm wondering what the gift is in this situation I need to unwrap. That's more my automatic response nowadays. Yes, ma'am. And that's, that's, that's pretty much essentially what I'm saying. I also believe that there's power in our thoughts. I mean, what people focus on, what people dwell on, they're going to allow those things to happen, at least in their view of reality. I mean, again, you can get deeper than that. But it's, it's just, it's very interesting to me, because I know that when I've been through some hard times, that if I've stayed positive, it gets me out of that situation a lot quicker. And so I just, I firmly believe in it. I firmly believe in the power of positivity. Yeah, totally. And, you know, it's, it's like we, we, we sometimes look at our external situation changing for the better as, as proof or evidence that the power of positivity works. And I believe that too, because, you know, usually situations flow or correct themselves really quickly when I stay positive about it or I'm looking for the gift. But right. also what I've noticed as an empath and a medical intuitive is that the response of my body is and and energetic centers is immediate so Mm -hmm. in terms of karma like i think we we look at karma as something that happens to us right i think it's that we actually feel straight away like the immediate effects of our um choice in how we view a situation including just say i step negatively into a my mindset's negative about something that's happened right right and then I feel it immediately and then I go, oh, crap, I, I thought negative just then. Um, mm-hmm. Damn it. I shouldn't have. And then I'm on that. Right. And again, I'm feeling worse. <laughs> <laughs> you can fix all that in, in so far as bring it on back to, you know, a great, greater feeling of freedom and energy flow if I, if I go, oh, that was interesting. You know what? My immediate reaction was to go to the negative. Wow, that's really you know what, there must be something in that for me to explore. I'm going to, I'm going to do, I'm going to have a a deeper look at that. Maybe take it to my meditation, maybe take it to my guides, maybe just, just sit with it and see what spirit brings to me now about that or have a card reading or do whatever I really feel guided to do for me. And I feel that's when we start to really um, quicken the change of things flowing in our life. Yes. Like like this yeah uh, oh absolutely yes and that's that's where I've, I've even said you know i call them synchronicities i mean there are so many amazing things that have happened since i've awakened i mean some days are different than others as you know but there's times it's so overwhelming not in a bad way it's just so overwhelmingly just like mind-blowing it's like this is so amazing i mean i've met 
up with uh, certain musicians and certain individuals that I need to get in touch with just out of the blue. I mean, as little as thinking about somebody at a specific time and the phone ringing and it being them. I mean, there's just a lot of things that begin to happen when you begin to enjoy the moment and just live in the now. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's less uh, frustrating and less reactive. Um, and when you talk about your awakening, I'm curious because I haven't, I don't think I've heard the big story about your awakening. I'd, I'd love to hear that. Right. And here's the thing. I've been very open-minded for years and I've always been around friends of mine to help to encourage me to stay open-minded and to look at things from a different perspective. But about January of last year, um, I began writing the, the uh, channeling changes columns. And I, again, it's interesting because I think there was a spirit spoken word at that time even, but I wrote these stories and they came from me by me. I put them out there and I don't think I actually firmly believe them and live by them. It's, it's interesting. Cause again, I look back at those times and I'm just like, wow, I was so dumb at times. But again, that was in January of this year. But before those times I had gone through quite a few experiences that my friend Sterling, who's the one that's been awakened for a while, has been a wonderful friend, wonderful light worker. And, um, I'm, I just love him. He's been amazing for me, but he's been a, my friend through all of this. And he saw me make what the world would call mistake after mistake. I like to call them learning experiences because I learned something from every single one of them. But the latest one that really pushed me towards becoming awakened was one of two events. One is last summer, not this past summer, but the summer before that I had a girlfriend that I had moved to Lubbock, Texas for to see. And her husband at the time, she was going through a divorce. He was very abusive, negative, 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 bad relationship. But again, I look back and I think I put myself in a lot of drama. But long story short is we left Lubbock and we got in her car and, and my car. We sold my car. We drove in hers and just started heading west. We were staying at state parks and sleeping pretty much for free. The nature side of that was absolutely amazing. I mean, I, I began really becoming one with nature through these experiences. But we got all the way to California, then turned around and started to come back. We were hanging out in Lofton, uh, Nevada. And she left me stranded there one night. We'd gotten in an argument and she up and literally left me. And I thought she was just gonna go calm down for a little bit, but she left and drove all the way back to Texas. So she had my wallet with me my clothes, literally all I had was the clothes on my back in a tent that we were staying in and had no way to reach anyone. And she was a thousand miles from me. So I really literally got on my knees at that point in time and said, all right, I'm not giving up because I have the option of give up or fight. And I was going to fight. And so again, long story short, I had to go stay at a homeless shelter for one night in Las Vegas just to get a license so I could get on the Greyhound the next day. And it took me 48 hours to come back to the girl that left me there. And even then I approached the situation with love still. It's like, you can treat me however you want to, but I'm still gonna approach this with love. Plus I needed to get back to Waco. And so I got back there and dealt with the situation as best I could and moved back to Waco. No one would really take me in when I came back. I had a few select friends, but most of my family and friends shunned me because they told me, you know, this is what's gonna happen if you follow this path. And I, I admit that I was stubborn and I tried to come back humbly and say, look, guys, I know I made a mistake. But again, long story short is I ended up staying with some friends that did take me in. They were wonderful people. They're more like an aunt and uncle to me than really close friends that are my age. But they helped me out. I got a job at a hotel. I worked there for about nine months. And when I lost that job in January is when I started that channeling changes column. That's around the time I started working at uh, the hotel. So I lost that job because of situations, again, I put myself in, and I became homeless in Waco. That was a turning point in my life. Um, after becoming homeless, I spent, I was going into it positively, typical Denton. I said, you know, I'm gonna be out of here in a month. But three months later, I was still there. And when I finally got out of that situation, I landed a job at the Starbucks at Baylor. I got in an apartment when I had no idea where we were going to move. My mom just came out here with me. We were taking, doing a lease takeover. It all worked out. It's, it's been such a blessing. And even then, I still was not fully awakened. I, I became awakened about mid-August of just this past year where I finally, finally got it. It was just like a light bulb going off. I was like, okay, okay, this all makes sense. And I realized that in order for me to get there, I had to look in the mirror. I had to be brutally honest with myself about situations I put myself through 
And I also had to learn to truly forgive and let go of every ounce of anger and resentment in my life. And that was a difficult thing to do. But at the same time, once I finally let off that final burden and pushed it off, it was like that light bulb went off immediately. It was just like, whoa, oh, okay, this is it. This, this I, is. I often say that, I, I often say that for me, forgiveness is like a slingshot. I, I think that when we hold on to uh, the past and mm-hmm. you know, resentments and unforgiveness around the past, what people mm-hmm. have done to us, things like that, often what happens is it weighs us down so heavily we don't realise it. The minute we let it go, it's like it, we propel into our future, into our purpose, into our path, into our light. Mm-hmm. It's, it's one of the most incredible feelings that mm-hmm. I have ever experienced. And then when you're not mm-hmm. actually walking around day to day with, you know, resentments upon resentments, upon non-forgiveness, upon non-judgment, uh, you right. are so light. You are so light that it just you just get ca- almost you do you feel like you're being carried everywhere and that's yes. that's a pretty amazing feeling flying and then being carried it's it's kind of cool mm-hmm. um, but wow what a story like um I, wow I just um, I'm so glad I asked uh, the, mm-hmm. the band on your story because I feel like and I and I do see this very often I see that you know we. Yeah, we do go through um, challenges uh, with light working. I, I, for me, I talk about this in this way that often I see light workers in the industry doing their light working, um, doing helping people, whatever it is, whether you're a teacher, a nurse, whatever helping profession you've chosen. And I often see perhaps there's a struggle around the finances, you know, um, maybe they're called to step into doing their own practice or doing this or doing that their way, but the money's not flowing in. And I think the biggest thing, I, I believe the biggest thing is that spirit's actually calling light workers to do it anyway, that when you're homeless and doing it, when you're in the tent doing it, when you need to work a mainstream job and still do it when you you know because i certainly did in child safety i was in child safety for five years and wrote seven books i mean i'm a living testament you know um so i think that it's uh we do it anyway we don't we we don't go i'm not going to do it if i can't get enough money for it we just do it anyway we do it because we know if we don't do it we're not growing you know and we don't take light work out of the job we're in in the mainstream either we do Mm. that in the way we can do it you know like it's stuff it doesn't stop. It, it doesn't stop. You're right. I mean, it's just, we, we constantly do it. And it's, um, again, it's like I told you at the beginning, I just, I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. Like, you know, I've even been called to do things like write open letters to um, places like Baylor University. Cause I work over here on campus at Baylor. I went to school at Baylor, but lately they've been in the media in a negative light. And I sadly believe that they need to be looked at in that light because I think they need to be held accountable for some of their actions. And I felt very called to write a story about it and write an open letter. And I did it because I, I knew that I couldn't not do it. But it's, it's been amazing after that because I wrote that letter and about two days later, 60 Minutes ran a story. A few days after that, CNN picked it up and some of the other major networks did. And I told friends of mine, they were like, why don't you try to keep pushing for your article to be pushed? I said, the purpose is done. I said, what I wanted is justice. What I wanted is for the national media to take a look at this situation. It's done. I said, my work here, this is, they were like, so do you think you had a hand in that? And I said, you know, firmly, I do believe that. I said, if you believe firmly in a subject and you think about it constantly and you just think nothing but positive towards that or what you want the end result to be, and then you take the steps necessary to make that happen, I firmly believe it'll happen 100% every single time, as long as you go into it with that attitude. I agree. And, you know, we, we, whatever we, it will happen. It's never inevitability that people will wake up, you know, whether it's a group or a business or a university or what have you. And if we're contributing our opinion um, in a positive way on social Mm -hmm. media, to our friends, to ourselves, I actually believe because of that principle of unity, that is immediately felt on a consciousness level somewhere in there. And Mm so already affecting change and I think that as light workers that's what we need to believe again in that vibration of faith that it's all it is happening we we just need to continue to remain in a space that sees it as not broken sees it as whole sees it as where you know where it needs to sit in that beautiful point of being of good service to the world because right. we can't 
that? How can we expect other people to do that? It's kind of that irony, isn't it? It's like, oh, I'm just going to be cross and angry over here until you get it. And it doesn't work because we're, we're feeding it as we're sitting in the cross and angry. We're feeding probably exactly what is going on over there. It's right. we're mirroring, you know? Right. And we do that. And we do that as human beings. You know, I try to talk to even some of these younger kids I work with because I'm around a lot of college kids over here at Baylor working at Starbucks on campus. And I, again, I find that to be such a blessing too because so many of them, they just, they ache for the knowledge and they ache for um, the truth and for the, for love. And I, I will say I'm very impressed with the younger generation though. Um, I believe that a lot of the stuff with technology and they're, just a lot more open-minded than the 20 year olds were when I was, when I was at school there. And I, I, I think that's wonderful because I can tell they understand some of these concepts that I bring to them. Yeah, absolutely. Totally agree with that. Like I'm 10 years on you nearly. And yeah, for me, I, I, I absolutely, I'm just so in awe of them, you know, yeah. because they're coming through the internet age um, where every, everything that they're talking to isn't really there but it mm -hmm. is. So they're already using the skills of metaphysical skills that they don't even realize it. They just think right. it's technology. I, I, I right. think, yeah. I just think it's metaphysical, the metaphysical world really in the most tangible reality that we can go. <laughs> right. No. And I, and I think that it does allow them to think more outside the box, so to say. And, you know, I always tell friends of mine, if you think outside the box, there is no box. So it's, Again, it's, it's interesting because I have friends also that want to know so bad. I mean, I have a friend of mine that went to law school at Baylor with me, or he went to law school. I was just an undergrad here, but he was one of my close, close friends, and he was aching for the knowledge when I first came out with Channeling Changes. And I explained to him that I, I said, it's not as simple as me giving you a simple book to read or a simple you know, PDF of a document that says, this is how you reach enlightenment. I said, it's different for everyone. If it were as simple as, as a PDF or a document, I'd give it to you in a heartbeat because I, I want him to become awakened too. But I did point him to your book with the uh, Everyday Lightworkers Bible. And I also uh, pointed him to a book that was called like Steps to Knowledge, I believe. And I told him if you wanted to take a look at both of those, I said, again, I didn't have to uh, read a book to reach acknowledgement or reach um, awakening and enlightenment. But I told him that these could be of good use to you. And I said, if you have any questions, obviously reach out to me. Cause I told him, you know, the biggest thing is mirror moments. It's, that's at least what I call them as mirror moments, sitting down, being honest with yourself and letting go. Yeah, I agree hundred um, percent. And I think that, you know, when it comes to the younger generation, I guess, you, you're right. It's like, there is no, if they think outside the box, there is no box. I love that. Um, <laughs> but also I, I think that, that they're, um, you know, they're being groomed uh, for connecting psychically through the internet. Um, but I also think that it's also one of those things where there's no borders. And I think that's so important. I don't, think people realize how important that is to see us as one mm -hmm. globe rather than individual countries, you know, mm -hmm. to see mm -hmm. us as one people, one tribe, mm -hmm. instead mm -hmm. of a variety of races. Um, yeah. To communicate in the universal language of love instead of a million different ways to, you know, um, to say other things. Right. <laughs> um, right. Yeah. I feel like that, they're being exposed to no borders a lot mm -hmm. quicker. I mean, seriously, like right. I think back to when I was a little girl mm -hmm. and you know, lucky me, I, mm -hmm. I went to a school that had lots of different races in it. I was lucky that I did. I think I was being groomed for one world back then. You were, um, you were, you know that just like I do. We, we have been since, since birth and it's, it's interesting to look back at life and say, oh my gosh, it's, this is why I'm here. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, but, um, you know, it's a bit redonkulous really when you think about it, that all these people think that they've got land and that they've got their, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> it's, it, and it, like you said, at times it can just be so, 
frustrating because it's just like we live in such a, especially for us, at least here in America, I tell people, you know, the only reason we have value for the dollar bills that we have in our pocket is because the government tells us it's a value. And it's, it goes back to so many other things where you just have to question everything. And I tell people question your government constantly because 90% of what they tell you is going to be fear founded fabrications and matrix molded lies. It's, 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 irritating and it's frustrating but at the same time i'm so happy to be in it and i'm so happy to be fighting for the right thing and to be fighting for what's good and speaking of the younger generation too i have two very young children i have a daughter that is nine and my son will be seven on november 12th here in a couple of days but they are just the kids nowadays are so brilliant they are they are it's unbelievable it's unbelievable I know, I know. It's, it's one of those things where you just look at them and you go, wow, you're just so enlightened already. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> so cool. So cool. I mean, yeah, I think if we have respect for what they're bringing and we're open to that and we don't think, well, I'm the parent and I'm the boss and, you know, right. all that stuff. Right. Um, we can remain in that humility and really um, receive what yeah. I think. I think spirit speaks through our children. Oh yeah! Oh yes! 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 I literally. I mean, I cannot even say I agree hundred percent. I know hundred percent that that's true because my daughter is the one that pointed me towards. It, it ended up leading to one of the uh, channeling changes episodes, but she led me to look up this flower that she found. It was a little purple flower. And she said, Daddy, let's look it up online. I want to see what kind of flower it is. It was a gladiolus flower, which I had never heard of until then. And I will say since becoming awakened, I've learned so many new words because I'm just so ready to find knowledge. If I don't know what something is, I will look it up. But we looked it up and she ended up going on her merry way. But it was the only flower that was in this field. And when I looked up the meaning for gladiolus flowers, it talked about spiritual awakening and being on the right path. I mean, and those are the little synchronicities that happen. And I'm just going, I love it. I love it. It's just, it's absolutely amazing. And that was definitely my daughter speaking through spirits. And I, I have no, I, I have no doubt whatsoever that that is the case. I mean, there's even more examples I could give, like taking pictures of the sky. One day I took a picture and it's spelled love in the clouds. It's, um, as you know, once you learn to just let go and just go with, things and when you're led to do something just do it it's you'll be spoken to constantly yeah and and those examples really speak to my heart and make me cry (laughs) because you know if and and they're all they're there all the time if we only just look and listen Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i tell people that all the time and it's it is amazing when you start seeing it and it's like now i understand things like my grandfather saying that he could talk to the clouds or the clouds talk to him I'm, i'm trying to remember what he used to say but we used to think that was so strange when we were younger, but now when I look at it, I'm like, that's, it's, that's what he meant. That's exactly what he meant. And it's, it, it really is very interesting, interesting being on this path. The latest podcast episode, which I hope you'll be able to check out, um, episode 20 was where I, I read a piece I wrote, and I swear to you, this one more than any of them was literally, I, it felt like I was being led to write it. It, was, it almost reads like a letter that Paul would write in the Bible. It's, um, and I don't mean that in any kind of sacrilegious way, because Paul and his writings were absolutely amazing, painted beautiful pictures of what Jesus was even trying to teach us to do on this earth, and that's to love and to let go, and to rely on him, rely on truth, to chase truth, and that's really what got me to being awakened, was chasing truth. I've always been a truth chaser. I've always been a fan of X-Files. I've always been one that says the truth is out there. It's got to be out there, and I'm willing to uh, fight to the ends of the earth to find it, so... Once I've reached yes. that point, I'm willing to die for this, this belief. I've told friends of mine and my friend Sterling said he feels the same way. He said, you know, welcome. It's so great because we've always been good friends, but now we're that much better friends because we can have conversations with each other that 90% of the world would not even want to listen to or would even comprehend. Absolutely. And, well, yeah, I really, I really resonate with what you're saying because I think when you get to that point where – you're at that at peace with the fact of letting go, um, which I with, which I interpret as faith because you can't let go if you don't trust. Um, right. No, I agree. 
catch you um, in loving and in being honest and searching for truth. The truth is out there, but when you realise it's in here, I, you know, it's like that sort of um, the honesty principle for me and everything. I just totally resonate with what you're saying. And for me, I think that when I think about like what Jesus was here to do, it's, it's so much about stepping out of non-judgment and yes. seeing the love within us all and being able to, you know, forgive them for they know not what they do. That's one of right. my favorite I, and I, it makes It makes so much more sense once you reach this point, you know, because you, you really do realize that. I say all the time, you know, they're programmed. We're programmed as humans, but it's not our fault. And it's the same premise that Jesus was saying. And I just, I firmly believe that that was his message. And it's, it's, I tell friends of mine all the time, Jesus wasn't hanging out with the rich people. He was hanging out with the alcoholics, the prostitutes. And the reason that he was doing that is because they needed to hear this message more than anyone else. And not only did they need to hear the message, but they were going to be more willing to listen to the message. And I, and I, I think you, you can understand that one to this day as light workers were called to definitely speak to those people absolutely speak to them and to let them know that we are love and i think speaking through our actions speaks so much louder than words yeah it does doesn't it like um you know i think as light workers you know we have we have a lot of compassion for the people in the struggle at times mm -hmm. and maybe not so much compassion for the people that are um abusing the minority or oppressing or using their power and control over and i think that is our challenge as light workers is to step into the higher vibration of forgiveness and love for those that are in those positions that really don't know what they're doing either and even though they look powerful or they look like they've got status or lots of money or whatever the reality is if they're that disconnected and don't know what they're doing is leading people into disconnect in a way and oppression away from love, then we need to exercise as much compassion for them. Right. And we do the oppressed as well. And when we can do that, we're really, really able to sit in a pocket of love more constantly. I think more, you know, in that more continual way. Yes, ma'am. I completely agree with you there. I completely agree with you. And it's, and it can be difficult, like you said, because, there was an episode of channeling changes that I came out with that was more towards the beginning of me being awakened. And I was furious in the episode. I, it was the only episode I'd ever come on furious and it allowed my anger to get to me. And it was anger against the government. It was anger against the control. It was anger against the censoring. It was anger against just all of it. And I even said in the show, I said, you know, my biggest thing that I need to learn today in today's episode is to forgive them to forgive those people because these that's that's a trigger for me it's one of those things that's just it's so frustrating and you're exactly right though when we learn to even forgive them then we can actually maybe approach the situation at least for me as a writer where i can try to hold them accountable for it but still do it in love still do it in love still do it without degrading or talking down as much as i might want to I just, I refuse to do it. And it's, it's interesting because as you know, as well, it's just the way your relationships are with everyone, whether you're talking about a coworker with my ex-wife, because we've had our struggles since the divorce and um, just to approach it with nothing but love. And when she comes at me cussing and screaming and I just reply with nothing but love, she's begun to, to notice that. And that's just how I will live my life for the rest of my life. That's all I want to do is just to love every single person in my life, especially our enemies, as you stated. Yeah. And I think that it's, it's an interesting thing because then we're just taking responsibility for what we need to do, which is if everybody did that, there wouldn't be a war or there wouldn't be violence. Um, mm -hmm. so, so we're not contributing, you know, we might acknowledge our anger. Sure. But then we go into, okay, so what's, really under this because I, I, I really, I really want to explore this for myself. I know I talk to my light worker students about this a lot that in past lives, I'm sure we've done lots of, well, just, just call it bad shit because it's mm -hmm. probably what it is really. Right. Right. Maybe we've all been murderers. Maybe we've all been pedophiles. Maybe we've all been people that um, have abused the masses um, and we, you know, we're really, mm -hmm. we're really in this lifetime faced with the mirror of that 
every every day, like in the news and and you know politics, the whole bit. So how do we stay in a vibration of peace as we forgive ourselves if we've done that in the past? Right, because right. We can't, we can't extend that to other people if, no. we haven't, you know, if we haven't done that for ourselves, right? I completely agree with you. And, I mean, that's what it starts with is forgiving yourself and being at peace with yourself and just knowing that, hey, you know what, I'm okay, I'm content with me just being alone in this very moment. And then once you reach that point, in addition to the letting go of everything, you're there. I mean, it's, it sounds simple, but it's not, as you know, but it's, um, at the same time, it is simple. It's just, you've got to, you've got to be able to be open-minded enough to look past these false barriers that surround us constantly. Yeah. And I think it's about keeping it in the moment. Cause I think if we all thought, Oh, I have to do that all the time, every day, we'd just all feel totally overwhelmed. But right. if we can bring it back to the moment go, you know what, just for now, just for this moment, I'm going to choose to be in a place of peace and surrender and forgiveness around, you know, that, that aspect of me that's being married back at me right now. Right. Um, maybe, maybe I haven't forgiven myself completely, but right now I'm choosing to, or I'm willing to. And if we right. really bring it back, then I actually feel spirit speaks to us louder and tells us, the learning behind that for us. Like, why did we have to walk that path? Why did we have to be an abusive person? Maybe we don't have a memory of it, but we, we're still reacting to it. So why did we have to walk the path of an abusive person? Or why did we have to walk the path of someone who killed people and then we're in reaction to people who kill people? Because we right. haven't faced ourselves. Right. And then I think that we actually, it's like we create an invitation or a space to let spirit show us that mm-hmm. maybe it's through a dream, maybe it's through a friend, maybe it's through a session. Someone, you know, we choose to go to a um, or synchronicities yes absolutely yes oh, you know, the, the youtube whatever <laughs> this like, podcast you know <laughs> um, it's it's like spirit then if we create the space for it i think spirit then brings in that wisdom for us and mm-hmm. then i think when we've got that wisdom i think that's when we can really affect change as you're saying being that person with the voice do it but doing it in a way that is so powerful. Like the people that are actually in the middle of it don't feel so much judgment either. There's some room there somehow for transformation because sometimes when you're backed up against the wall, you just want to hit back. But right. if you, you're not backed up against the wall and you see that there's space for change, then it, it gives you permission to step into it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so and, anyway. And that's, that's the premise of the show is, again, that's why I call it Channeling Changes. I feel like there's, there's such a need for change in so many little ways. And I can see also now why that I was involved with the cannabis movement for so long and why I was involved for pushing for the truth there. I mean, again, it was me chasing the truth. It was me trying to figure out, you know, this is the government lying to you. I'd said that all the time. Don't believe the political propaganda. Cannabis is, it's a healing plant. It's, it was a plant that the creator put on this earth. And it's, it's something that for me, having irritable bowel syndrome, it helps with my stomach cramps. I, it brings me to tears. Some of these kids that have epilepsy and things like that, and they're having to leave Texas and go to places like California or Colorado because their kids can't be treated with cannabis here in Texas. I mean, those are the kind of things that drew me towards doing Can of Truce. And I feel like all of those things led me up to where I am today. And again, even the music side of things as well. I mean, we could go on and on and on about it, but being called to be a musician, I feel like that has been a wonderful blessing in my life. And I had a song hit the radio or hit streaming media right before I became homeless of all times. But I look back at all of these things and I know that they, they are all happening for a reason and have, have, have happened for a reason. Yeah, I heard your so- a song of yours the other day. I, I went on to, I, I didn't know you wrote music. And <laughs> I was like, oh, let's listen to the song. And I'm trying to remember the name of it. I, I, I must admit I should have written it down, be more it, prepared for that. It when could I, have been Want to Know How is the one that I wrote. Yep, Want to Know How, that's the one. I really enjoyed it. I was listening to it and it was in my head for ages afterwards. I really enjoyed it. It was, yeah, I love that. And I um, I guess, yeah, um, asking that question, want to know how, it's it's really, again, I think it's an invitation to spirit to provide the answers, isn't it? It's like a prayer, it's, if you like. Yes, it, and it's funny because I wrote that definitely before I was awakened. I wrote that back in... 2004 2005 when i was leaving demopolis alabama from a newspaper job and moving to west texas and i didn't know what was next but i woke up in the middle of the night with that want to know how going in my head and i just was like i've got to write this down 
And so, again, I've I actually had a recent new set of lyrics led to write as well, and so I'm going to have to put music to that, but it, it, again, deals with the subject of enlightenment. And Sister Hazel's been a big influence in my life. They're a 90s band here in America that have been around since then, and I've listened to their music and been a diehard fan. I've written reviews for them. I've always been a fan of their lyrics, but it's, it's funny that even for somebody that's open-minded and that loves music and that loves life and that stays positive can still have such a blind, true vision of what's going on around him to where when I finally woke up at 37, I could look back and I would listen to Sister Hazel songs. And I'm like, it's, it's right in front of me. I mean, they're talking about becoming enlightened. Look at, look at things from a different perspective. You know, change your mind of all things. They have a song called Change Your Mind. I mean, and it's clearly about waking up and enlightenment. And I reached out to the band when I became awakened and I said, guys, I love y'all. Thank you so much for sticking by my side for all these, these years because y'all must have thought I was the dumbest biggest sister hazel fan ever because i loved your music but didn't get it until now and they're coming to waco actually here in a couple of weeks and i'm going to be able to see them so it'll it'll be wonderful to uh get back together with those guys it's interesting how musicians and light workers can talk without talking as you as you as you've hit on oh my god yeah like um i've got dawn karima and she's like you know a native american music award winner and i've got ted winslow's music and he's been on the front cover of Lightworker Advocate magazine and um, I mean wow I just always find that if your intention behind music and your intention behind the lyric is to actually um, affect change in a beautiful loving way um, music is a beautiful medium to do that and I really gravitate to that and that's why I think spirit led me like I wasn't researching you but spirit mm -hmm. led me to something about your music and I was like oh okay I want to have a listen and it was kind of interesting and I just kept it running because, you know, I had a busy day, but I, I just do what I'm told, basically. My director me, is actually hear it. Me I'm too. <laughs> I could say, yeah, I, I do put my name to director and producer and host of the show, but seriously, I kind of feel like Spirit's the director, producer and host of the show. Um, <laughs> I feel you. And I, I do the same thing I say on my show all the time. I said, it's not about me. It's not about Denton Ramsey, the writer, the musician. It's, it's not even about channeling changes or the words that I use. It's about living the love-laced lifestyle of just truly letting go and being there and compassionately caring for every single being on this planet. It's really, it's that simple, as you know. Denton, <laughs> I, I really, as you talk, i got to say, I just really feel the love oozing out of you and it, it's so moving and it's so beautiful. So I really appreciate the gift of that. And I hope that everybody listening feels that and really lets that in because I can feel it and it's really real. And I, I really thank you for that. And I just, I, I, I just want to um, make sure that people can find you. Yes. We've got, um, well, there's a couple things you you've got your, um, hang on, let me put my goggles on here and I'll just read. Okay. Your website is channeling changes dot made with opinion.com. Yes. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. That's on iTunes as well. If you guys get on iTunes, it's probably the easiest way to subscribe. Just look up Channeling Changes and it should pop up. Or you can even look up Den Ramsey and it should pop up as well. The Can of Truce will also pop up if you do it that way. But um, you can also find us on SoundCloud and you can also find us on YouTube if you just look up Channeling Changes on either of those sites. Yeah, awesome. You're so organized. I've got so much to learn. <laughs> well, hey, I'll be happy to help you. I'll be happy to help you. I, you know, I take such joy in doing that too. I started my own PR agency about five years ago just to help companies do things like that. And this is just freelance stuff. My, a lot of parents and my parents and a lot of friends think I'm crazy, but it's, it's, it's like being a light worker. I think I've always been a light worker. I just didn't realize it, but just doing what I'm passionate about for free and not worrying about the outcome. I mean, if I end up getting paid for it one day, then that'd be wonderful. And, and maybe you can connect me with some of these other musicians out there. And maybe, we, maybe there's a reason again, that we're all supposed to, to be together. Actually, I know there's a reason, as you know, as well, everything happens for a reason. I firmly believe in that. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm, I'm excited because um, the other day I had a meditation and I was speaking to Jesus and I was speaking to Buddha and I was speaking to Archangel Michael and I, I was told that, um, that it, was, it was specifically about enlightened conversations. Mm -hmm. And they were telling me, A, it was really nice because they were saying, oh, we're so proud of you, good girl, you know, stepping up, well done, we're here to support you. But then they were just saying, you know what? you have and i feel like a bit teary saying this but i'll just i'll just talk through the tears 
they were just saying, you know, Michelle, the people that you are attracting are amazing beings who are quite capable as a collective of so much, so much. And you're helping to build that energy and that energy is going to support you moving forward in ways that you have no idea. And I just felt so much gratitude because that's not what I'm doing, why I'm doing this. I'm doing this because right. I really want to in, enlighten myself, but also enlighten the planet, not for a payback. Um, it felt in that moment when they shared that with me, it just felt so rich and so abundant and so amazing. And I just, I'm just in so much gratitude. That's all I can say is that, I, you know, when we start feel, thinking heart, you know, we just receive so much. Right. No, you're, you're absolutely right. And I feel the exact same way. I mean, I could have said the exact same words you just said and, and couldn't have said it better. It's just, it really is amazing when you just open yourself up to listening to your heart and to listening to love and just to showing love all the time and it will it will change your life as you know i mean there's 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 others again that are younger that that do pick up on things and it's funny because you can look back and be like i remember when i was 19 or 20 and you can tell you know this person's open-minded but boy do they have a lot of learning still to go through and you just want to tap them on the back and be like you know what i love you i'm here for you i know it's going to be hard but you'll make it you'll make it <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I can relate to that because the intentions are there and the wisdom's there and you can see it and it's like unlocked somehow to, mm -hmm. to where it could go, but you can sit, you don't want to squash it or put it out or judge it because you, you don't want to, yeah, because any judgment might kind of, uh, so mm -hmm. I can, relate. I've got, I've got, a, a, you know, two teenage daughters and so who are incredibly, you understand. <laughs> yeah, they're incredibly wise. Um, right you know there's 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 lots and lots to to learn and to, to grow and to understand and and things that they still you have to honor the process of them living through the stages that spirit has has in store for them to have mm -hmm. their awakening it's, it's about right. respect that journey as well and and i think i just wanted to also mention that we do have a q a on the 16th of december a live stream through my, my Facebook, which is Michelle Lightworker, and my, my public Facebook, Michelle Lightworker. So we've got a, a live stream, a Q&A. Denton and I will be taking your questions. It's actually for an hour from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern uh, Australian Eastern Standard Time. And um, what time is that for you, Denton? Like we're probably in the evening in tax Texas, wouldn't it be for you? I think, I think so. Yeah, I'm and I think it's... 10 to 11 New York time and, and probably okay. about eight in the morning, uh, sorry, evening uh, LA time. Okay, perfect. Well, that sounds wonderful. And you guys can also find me on Facebook as well. If y'all want to add my personal account, it's just backslash Denton.Ramsey or just uh, backslash channeling changes for the show. So thank you so much for having me on today. I, I, it's really been enjoyable and I would love to uh, continue conversations with you and any of your fans at any point in time that you 